0: Volume 1. Origins. Minoan. Marcus. When Marcus was a little kid, they called him the monkey. This was meant to be a compliment, which is exactly how Marcus took it. At seven years old, he monkeyed his way 30 meters up a climbing wall without fear, the only kid to ring the bell at the top. Ever since then, He's made sure he always goes higher than the other kids, always gets to the top faster, always waits at the summit with a cocky grin and a what took you so long. He can climb anything, trees, mountains, active volcanoes, a 90-degree granite incline, or the sheer wall of a Tokyo skyscraper. The Asterousia Mountains of Crete were his childhood playground. He scrambled up all seven summits, the highest mountain on each continent, including Antarctica's Mount Vincent, which meant a hike across the South Pole. He's illegally scaled Dubai's 800-meter-high Burj Khalifa without rope or harness, then base-jumped from its silver tip. He's the youngest person ever to summit Everest, not that the world is allowed to know it. If only someone would get around to building a tall enough ladder, he's pretty sure he could climb to the moon. Climbing is an integral part of his training. Every Minoan child hoping to be named his or her generation's player learns to scale a peak. They've all logged hours defying gravity. They've all broken through the clouds. But Marcus knows that for the others, climbing is just one more skill to master, one more challenge to stare down, no different from sharpshooting or deep sea diving or explosives disposal. For Marcus, it's more. For Marcus, climbing is everything. It's a fusion of mind and matter, the perfect way to channel all that frenetic energy that has him bouncing off the walls most of the time. It takes absolute focus, brute force, and a fearless confidence that comes naturally to Marcus, who feels most alive at 1,000 meters, looking down. He loves it for all those reasons, sure but mostly he loves it because he's the best. And because being the best, by definition, means being better than Alexander. It was clear from day one that Alexander Nicolades was the kid to beat. It took only one day more to figure out he was also the kid to hate. Marcus's parents called it camp when they dropped him off that first day, but he was a smart kid, smart enough to wonder, What kind of parents dump their seven-year-old on Crete and head back to Istanbul without him? What kind of camp lets them do it? What kind of camp teaches that seven-year-old how to shoot and how to arm live explosives and how to read Chinese? It was the kind of camp where little kids were encouraged to play with matches. It was most definitely Marcus's kind of place. And that was even before he found out the part about the alien invasion and how if he played his cards right, he'd get to save the world. Best camp ever, or it would have been, were it not for the impossible to ignore existence of Alexander Nicolades. He was everything Marcus wasn't. Marcus could never sit still, always acted without thinking. Alexander was calm and deliberate, and even broke the camp's meditation record, sitting silent and motionless and staring into a stupid candle for 28 hours straight. Marcus mastered languages and higher math with brute mental force, thudding his head against the logic problems until they broke. Alexander was fluent in Assyrian, Sumerian, ancient Greek, and just for fun, medieval Icelandic, and he was capable of visualizing at least six dimensions. Marcus was better at climbing and shooting. Alexander had the edge in navigation and survival skills. They even looked like polar opposites. Alexander was a compact ball of tightly coiled energy, his wavy white blonde hair nearly as pale as his skin, his eyes as blue as the Aegean Sea. Marcus was long-limbed and rangy, with close-cropped black hair. If they'd been ancient gods, Alexander would have had charge over the sky and the sea, all those peaceful stretches of cerulean and aquamarine. Marcus, with his dark green eyes and golden sheen, would have lorded it over the forests and the earth, all leaves and loam and living things. But the gods were long dead, or at least departed for the stars. And instead, Marcus and Alexander jockeyed for rule over the same small domain.